What is going on, Fantasy Alarm Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells, and the returning Italian stallion, Ryan Hallam. And this is the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. We are going to get right into it, all right? We know everybody's doing well. Ryan, I mean, Italy. Italy was good. Italy was Thumbs up. Thumbs up for Italy. Sells, you're doing well? You're about to go on Um, vacay? I'm doing well. I leave in about 12 hours for a 24-hour drive down to Florida for Fourth of July week. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of you know hammering out the rest of my work and then trying to pace myself so that I have actual energy to go pull off like eight hours of night driving. Wow, 24-hour drive you just said, right? Uh, just about yeah, about 1,600 miles. Sounds yeah. fun! Yay! <laughs> in fact, in fact, your show there, Fenty, is the last work obligation i have before hitting the road so there you go right best for last there so we are recording on thursday matt sells will appear on fantasy alarm in game thursday at about 9 30 p.m eastern talk a little nascar one final time before he turns his brain off for a few days and goes on a well rest vacation i almost said sabbatical we can't say that because <laughs> cells, we can't lose cells how dare no. we but I don't know about that, because if you guys listened to last week's episode, you heard it got a little intense. And that's because Matt Sells, I don't know if he was trying to goad me into something <laughs> to spice things up in general, or if he truly believes it. But Ryan, I've been waiting a full week to ask you this, and I've intentionally not brought this up in our conversation, because I wanted to get your reaction right now. We're trying to tell everybody different ways and strategies to set up your fantasy football leagues. And a big thing we talked about even was making sure that when you register your leagues now, don't just keep them without changing the rules from the defaults, because then you often forget, then you're in the draft, and then all of a sudden you can't change certain asinine defaults from some of these free sites. But then we started talking about a little bit more uniqueness in some of the rules. And let me ask you this. What are your thoughts of Sunday morning? You're you're getting ready for your game day. You know, we're getting ready for that 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. And on Sunday, you're in your fantasy football league and you can't make any ads off of the waiver wire. What are your thoughts on not being able to make moves on Sunday morning? The only thing that, I mean, obviously there's Thursday games now, so that comes into effect. So obviously that, those games won't matter. But yeah, I mean, I'm in a lot of leagues where it's fab bidding and it's done before Sunday. Uh, and so if you say you don't have enough, you know, you have wide receivers on buy and you bid for a wide receiver and you don't get it, you're screwed for the week. Uh, you just don't have you know, if your roster is not between injuries or, or buys. If you miss the the bid, you don't have a position, and I don't really like that. So, I am fine with adding at any point before the well, not by one o'clock after one o'clock. I mean, you can't right. wait wait till four o'clock to four four o'clock, guys. Um, but yeah, that kind of bothers me. Uh, it's I don't know why you shouldn't be able to do that, especially with the information age and, you know, guys of game time decisions and things like that. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with adding someone on Sunday. So, so, hang on a second, Sells. 
half. I, this was just my number one defense. Half of your team at this point is questionable, and we still don't know because we get what could be the BS. He's trending towards playing, but all of a sudden Sunday morning comes not feeling as great. Now he's trending towards not playing. You can have half of your roster about to be ruled out, and you have no access to stop the damage cells. Okay, so A, I stipulated that this is only in my free leagues, no money leagues, because <laughs> everybody got to protect that money, right? Um, but secondly, there are several guys in this free league that work on Sundays and don't have access to phones to see this guy isn't going to be out. So to protect them from people rigging their rosters, we said, <laughs> we said no moves on Sunday mornings. Now, let me ask you this, Fenty, because you, you set up basketball leagues. When is the cutoff for adding and dropping people? Oh, I'm a, well, I'm a, bad, basketball. Person ask, I'm a bad person to ask for this because – I do kind of free reign waivers up until when the game starts. So, for instance, individual locks or when the first individual game starts? locks. Individual locks. I'm very, I'm very liberal when it comes to basketball waivers. But in Ronis, in Adam Ronis's league, waivers run twice a week and they run at noon Eastern. So you got to put your claims in, and that's the only way you're picking up people Thursday prior to noon right. Eastern. And, and so people play people play in that league without issue, knowing the rules, knowing that basketball guys get scratched on a moment's notice and might be a star, might be a backup, you never know, and they play in that league without issue. Right, but so now you're complaining about ginormous. his benches are ginormous. That's the thing. That's the difference. Right, but if a guy gets ruled out literally 30 seconds before Start, you can't do anything about it. Oh, a thousand percent. Right. percent right. No, no. You can do something about it, but if you have a big bench, we didn't talk bench size in our debate here. Are you are you good? Like Ronis has a I have no problem with big with big benches. I have size no is problem. important. Size is important. Size is important. It matters. It does matter in fantasy sports. Um, I have no problem with, with big benches, right? And in fact, in the league with no Sunday moves it's the biggest bench of any of my leagues so i just love that. i just love how you're saying you would only do it in free leagues meaning you yeah. truly have no confidence in this format it's a fun <laughs> experiment to play in with with the friends that i play in with right right but no the reason why no, like i wouldn't fun. have a problem doing it in money leagues the problem is everybody else would right so to avoid all of the just straight up bitching that people would do about, oh, this guy, this, you know, this guy got the free pickup because um, he was up until 11.59 at night on Saturday and took a shot, right? Like people would do a bunch of bitching if it was in a money league. So there's no, there's no way that this, that this idea would work in a money league. But for free, when all you're talking about is friendship and camaraderie and a little bit of bragging rights among friends, it's a fun experiment to play in to see who can 
kind of manage the waiver wire during the week to get backups and and whatnot in case somebody gets the inactive tag. Right. I mean, it's not the worst idea in the world, but I wouldn't like it. I mean, it's just then you have to make all your decisions Saturday night. So, like, what? Yeah, I mean, if you set out the rules ahead of time, obviously, I mean, then everyone knows the rules. But, I mean, if you have, say, Justin Herbert, who's a game-time decision, and your bench guy is, I don't know, Daniel Jones, and you're forced to play Daniel Jones because you can't risk the zero at quarterback, and then Herbert throws well, okay, 303 touchdowns, you're going to be pissed off. That's let's all. throw this out. Let's say that there's no viable quarterback anyway in a league in which you have Sunday moves and you have that same situation, you're still going to roll with Jones, right? Because you can't risk it. So even in short, like, even in leagues with nobody on the waiver wire, it doesn't really matter if you can make a move on Sunday if nobody is there. Now, if their backup is there and you have confidence that, like, Chubba Hubbard is going to put up the exact same point total as Christian McCaffrey, then great. But if... It's Bob from accounting on the bench that's available. You're not going to make the move. You're going to just go with the lesser of two evils on your roster anyway. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it just it just it just forces you to play differently. That's all. Like you have to make roster moves potentially to you know save your ass or or, or decide not to. So and yeah. by the way, I, I want to bring this up too because look. And I don't want to. I don't want to tell anyone that has an intense job with no access to the internet, a phone, because we're not like we're in 2022 or anything like that. But I don't. I want everybody who loves football, even if they can't fully enjoy it because of work obligations, got to put food on the table. I don't want people to think they can't play. But in this situation, and this is a very specific situation where we're hypothetically talking about, well, some people don't have access to their rosters at the most critical portion of the week when it comes to lineup setting and having to make emergency ad drops. I would say to all of you that do have crazy competitive jobs with no phone access, you can't change your lineup, your VPN at your office doesn't allow your fantasy site or anything like that, I I would honestly take on a partner at that point. I really would. It's too risky. It's too to keep your roster exposed for the entire morning on Sunday every single week. You can't do it. You just can't. Football is very strange. Things change on a dime. And I would just advise those people, even if it's, hey, you're my Sunday morning guy, you get 20% of the winnings, a finder's fee of some kind. I mean, Rye, tell me if I'm crazy on this because I just feel like at the for football, where this time once a week is so defined and you need to be on your ass and on your lineups and on your computers to make sure that you're focused and ready to roll. I feel like for those that work on Sundays and don't have that time to set and reset their lineups, they need to take on a partner of some kind. Yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible idea, obviously to, to save your butt. I'm, I'm wondering at this point, like what jobs don't have, like I was at the pharmacy yesterday and the girl who was filling prescriptions was on her phone. Like to go to the grocery store, the cashiers are on the phone. Like I, I, we're getting to the point where there's very few jobs anymore where people well, are at least on their phone, but I'm sure there's like surgeons and things like that. And, and let me put it this way. There are a couple of people that have, that have religious obligations on Sundays where they're leading services 
and aren't in front of their phone. There are, you know, I grew up in the D.C. area. There's a ton of government people. When you have meetings for a bunch of the government stuff, you go to what's called a skiff, which is a highly secured room, right? You're not allowed to bring your phone. You actually have to leave your phone in a locked locker outside of the room before you enter into these. But sells on Sunday. Occasionally it happens. I'd be like, oh, and Jesus said, hold on, I have to check my But but that's right. My dad has personally had that happen to him on a Sunday, and he's got clearances that he knows a lot of stuff we can't know. Okay, but that's one Sunday. That's not every single week, though. No, you know? but there are there are folks that are not allowed to be on their phone. There There's, are. I there know. are uh, flight controllers not allowed to be on your phone while you're in the tower, right? Like, I have a bunch of different friends that do a bunch of different things, and some of them don't have access. It's a real thing. So we made this stipulation, and everybody keeps playing in the league because they're fine with it, yeah. right? If they weren't, they could leave and go find another league, and we would either contract the size of the league or find somebody else that was fine with it. Just take on a partner if you're in that situation. <laughs> Just do it. No, you don't have to go 50-50. That's your Sunday person. Hey, Again, every it's Sunday. free. So there's no okay. money involved. See, that's fine. But now let's say people want to do that and they want to play in a league for money. I'm just now talking to yes. essentially. If your you're audience. playing for money, you absolutely need a partner to be in a league like that. Yes. Absolutely. You, I it's, will not. I will it's not. No one's fault. Yeah. It's no one's fault. They just need to be your Sunday morning person that goes and make sure they're maintenance. They're the maintenance people. They just literally go and make sure that your lineup is set if you can't have access to your lineup. I want to bring up another setting when it comes to formats in fantasy football. And this is something regarding trading. And this is something that I feel is not as easy to get rid of when it comes to leagues. And I feel like the fantasy football commissioner can make a ruling on this specificity. And what that is for trades, no more league voting. Finished. It's done. And here's the thing. You have to put that trust that your commissioner is not going to run a BS crooked league. Even if they're in first place, even if a team right below makes a trade that might seem on paper a little bit fishy, but really not when you look at the team and the roster composition, you have to put that faith into your fantasy football commissioner. League voting takes that faith away from the league itself because what often happens is people vote against trades just so they won't happen to block them and there's nothing you can do about it. If a trade is vetoed, a trade is vetoed. That's the rule. And that's why I'm asking everybody to get rid of league voting when it comes to trades. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? I'm mixed. on. Uh, I've been in leagues where it's based on the commissioner's uh, feelings on the trade, and I've been in leagues in which if three or four people veto it within, like, say, 18 or 24 hours, then it goes to a league-wide thing and it has to clear like a 70% vote to be vetoed, right? So like we rate, it's not just a standard majority rules veto. It's like got to clear a super majority uh, like we see. So you have voting again, you have voting again and your league is, is knowing that they're going to this vote and you've got about seven people that are banding together being like, if Hallam makes this trade, 
he's gonna that's gonna sure lock and win the league. Let's just vote against it. Boom, you're screwed. Well, yeah, I mean that's true. However, this is where the the your league mates come in. You have to play with people that are not out to spite one another. You have to play with people that trust that fair trades can happen and there's no chicanery or, you know, you know, back dealing that's happening to, well, if this guy wins the title, then the guy he traded with gets a part of the, you know, I've been in leagues in which the commissioner one, I'm not a fan of because the ones that I've been in, the commissioner has family members that always lets things slide. And then when anybody else tries to make a fair deal, it gets vetoed. So I well, left that's those. Not right. That's that's just a terrible question. Right. But my problem is I don't want to put that much power in one guy. Right? If the what entire the league. Commissioner? I want my commissioner to set up the league and run it fairly. I don't want him to go, you can't make these moves. You can't make this trade. Like, don't need him in everybody's business. I just need the commissioner to set it up, tell everybody when the draft is. <laughs> and and keep everybody in line and the whining to a minimum. That's it. Ryan, save this, Ryan. Well, I, I I have to admit I'm on Fenty's side here because I have been in leagues, uh, a lot of leagues, and, and I don't think I'm in any anymore where there's voting uh, for that exact reason because it's just human nature uh, let's look at everything in the world of people looking out for themselves <laughs> and doing it. what's best for them. Uh, and fantasy right, football but who's to, to say so the who's to say the commissioner won't do that? But you, it's, it's, it's human nature. What if the commissioner is competing against you, and he knows very well that this trade probably sinks his championship shot? And well, then he, you leave the league it. the next year. Then you leave the league the next year. Like you have to. Like, you're right. Is it putting a lot of power on one person? Yes, but that's the job. Like that's what. You, right, but I trust seven is. people more than I trust one person. Why? That's that's increasing your odds of distrust. No, because to get seven people to agree on anything in fantasy football, the trade's got to be super terrible. I don't know about that, Cells. If it's if it comes down to the league being able to band together versus the commissioner, I mean, look, crooked commissioners are crooked commissioners, but th- that's part of the job. That's part of the thankless job. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who believe, you know, give a commissioner a finder's fee or tip the commissioner. And I don't mind, like, if the commissioner doesn't have to pay for an entry fee, if they have to do all of this extensive work that the rest of the league represents but when you're a commissioner that's that's part of the job you're leading the league and you have to be trusted you're trusted as the treasurer with the money if it's a money league you're you're trusted to make sure everything in the league runs right just like a commissioner can stop a trade from happening a commissioner can also go a crooked commissioner can go into the settings take players off teams put them on their teams what's right. stopping them from that well I mean, you theoretically, you would get in trust with your fantasy commissioner where I can't with 11 other people who are hungry for a title and know that this trade that's being made with the first place team will essentially etch their names into that final. And you don't think that six or seven people would just band together and say, F that 
let's vote against this, make sure this doesn't happen to block together. I think you might get the top few guys, sure, but is the last place team really going to care? No. Is anybody in the bottom half of the standings really going to care what happens with the number one team? No. Well, not really. Honestly, it should be unless you really find collusion. The trade should just go through. I mean, that's just. Right. So why don't we take everything out of it? I mean, that's the way. In regular sports, in regular sports, the commissioner, you never see the commissioner of any league veto any trade. Right. So then let's not not even the terrifyingly bad Nolan Arenado money dump the Rockies made. Woohoo! (laughs) Right. I mean, Hallam loves it because the Cardinals absolutely fleeced the bejesus out of the Rockies. Unbelievable. But like, nobody stopped it. Manfred wasn't like, that's not in the best interest of the team or the league, even though it probably was to stop that deal. He didn't (laughs) chime in. Come on, Austin Gomber's great. Is that Rob Manfred should should sit there, and part of his job should be to literally go through the paperwork of every single transaction in Major League Baseball, and go, "That's not good for the team. That's not good for the league. This one sucks for the fans. This one's okay." Like, well, you're but on the flip side, you're saying, "Well, the Yankees, Dodgers, uh, Braves, you know, Cubs, and this team all have to agree to this." Which also, I mean, if we're not look, there's. Two can't, I don't know. We can. I don't know. We can make this a real to we fantasy. Can't, we can't. You can't. But in there are two solutions. Either you let all the trades happen, or you let the other members of the league vote on it. But but why can't you just have the commissioner, who's supposed to be impartial, who I've told you has all this other power to take players off teams and put them on there? Why can't the commissioner? Just be that barometer to just make sure that there's no BS trade that goes through. Just because why? in fantasy <laughs> football, I don't trust the com- in in fantasy baseball. I have no problem trusting my commissioner. What? But, <laughs> but here's the thing: How do you select your commissioner? Do you just decide I'm going to start a league and I'm going to be commissioner, or do you vote on who's going to be commissioner? No, it's the person that's starting the league. When I started my fantasy football league, right. I said I want to be the. So do you never player. do you never fork over commissionership? No, you're going to be commissioner for the for the rest of time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am going to be the okay. So here's why I trust my my fantasy baseball commissioners over the fantasy football ones. There is no voting to change commissioners in fantasy football. You start a league, you get to run it in perpetuity until you die or give up the league, right? No. So power goes to your head. You can set up your league and say, deal with whatever the hell I want to deal with. In my fantasy baseball league, we vote on the commissioner. They have to pass a league vote, which means more than 60% of the, the owners have agreed that this person is fair and will and, and will commission the league fairly. So my commissioner in fantasy baseball who may step into a trade has already passed a league vote that everybody believes he's a fair hand at the job. My fantasy football ones, people set up the league, like, like in the, in the home league I have here with Drew Phelps and and some other of my, uh, you know, wife's family. One guy set up the league and he's running it and eight of the 12 people last year wanted three wide receivers set up. He said no because he's commissioner, and he doesn't want to do it. 
and he wants two wide receivers. That's it. End of story. How do I trust that guy to be a fair and impartial judge when won't even listen to the members of the league? I have never heard of commissioner voting in my life, I will say. that This is the first time, and I don't know how long I've been doing this, that I've ever heard of commissioner votes. i got to be honest with you. It's always just been someone starts a league. There's literally uh, been four different commissioners of my fantasy baseball that, league in the decade that I've been in the league. And all of them have been fair, and all of them have been very um, even keel. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. The league votes on them, and... I mean, I assume the guy who doesn't listen to the rest of the league isn't going to have a league for very long. Uh, it seems to me like... Uh, no, we I, get turnover in that league very, very frequently, and that's my and point. You, we don't get we don't get turnover in my baseball league, and we get lots of turnover in football leagues because so you, commissioners commissioner. don't have to listen to anything. Yeah. I mean, so why don't you implement a commissioner vote in that league then? It just, it just sounds like he's a crappy commissioner, and that's... Yeah, know. that's, that's what know. I'm thinking. Like, Wait, like, but if you're stuck with that, if you're stuck with that football, you don't have to be stuck with it. It has Stop. nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with football. And and here's the reason why well, I'm we're talking fantasy football setups. So I'm saying if you're stuck with that in football. This has nothing to do with football versus baseball. And you trust this is your... fantasy leagues. This is just fantasy leagues. Okay. It's not football can't do that. But you asked me what you said. You said why? You said you know what? You're the commissioner every year for the rest of your time. Yeah, because I'm a damn good commissioner, and people like playing fantasy football okay. in my league. That's that's fine. But you know who else thinks he's a good commissioner? The commissioner in my league that ate <laughs> the three quarters of the people hate his setup. It has and nothing he thinks to do with it's football. a good commissioner. It, right, That's right, my right. Point. It has nothing to do with football, right? No, yeah, I mean, it ha- no, it doesn't. But if Ryan is more like is is like you, great. But if Ryan is like the guy in who commissions my football league, then. We're screwed because he thinks he's a good commissioner. And he doesn't listen to anybody in the league. You're better off putting faith, good faith, into that one person who's running the league, operating the money, has the power to F with rosters than with seven other people in your league. It increases that chance of trades that should be going through that don't go through. And we hear about this. We see this stuff on Twitter. People bitch and complain about yeah, it. Yeah, I also see that the commissioners don't like this to go through because they're in the fight for the championship. So here's a new one. If you want a commissioner that's going to have that much power, don't let them have a team. Just run the league and that's Just it. run the league. What's the fun part, though? I'm going to run the league, but I'm not going to have yeah, a team. Yeah, no way. That sucks. I'm not I saying don't... it's it's a good idea. I'm just saying if you don't want the commissioner to have skin in the game and to, ha- and to let his own personal championship hopes and money hopes affect his ruling on fair trades or her rulings on fair trades, then take the money then, – then, they don't have any skin in the game. That's like a surrogate mother, the woman who carries the baby and gives it to other people. I don't understand that job either. No, this is why I don't commission lease ever anymore because it's a terrible, thankless job. But I, 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 I don't. I'm sorry. I'm still upside with fancy. If the guy sucks, then leave the league. I mean, that's what you do from year to year. I mean, right? But no, you know, when so, you find the right one, you stay. 
let me point this out. The ones that we see in which owner votes have vetoed trades, it takes like three people in a 12-team league to veto a trade. Is there anything anywhere in which 25% should win something? No. So raise your dang voting. My baseball league sets it at like 60% or 70%. I have another fantasy football league that sets it well over 50% for this exact reason. Because if the top half of the league doesn't like your trade, it sucks. But if the bottom half doesn't mind and it's you have to get over 60%, it's going to pass. Just raise them. You, you, don't raise know the that, you don't know that the teams in the bottom quadrant are all going to think that trade's okay. I can go to Ryan who's sitting there in sixth place and I'm sitting there in fourth be like, hey man, I don't, you see that trade that go through? Have you voted on it yet? Yeah, man, like this trade kind of puts cells in position. To if just it's run truly away, but not a fair trade, then veto it. But if you're vetoing to not have trades go through, you suck at fantasy sports. I it's a you problem. It's not a, it's not a league problem. It's a you problem. Look in the mirror and figure out why you don't want anybody to have any damn fun. And then I hope that your roster fails miserably. Like, if you veto my trade, I will message you and say, I root for all of your guys to go on the IR and nobody to help you out. You know, at least we agree on something that, you know, just when you're playing in these fantasy leagues, don't be, don't be a bad – we talk about bad fantasy commissioners. We talk about bad sites. We talk about bad rules. But don't be a bad fantasy football player. Set your lineup. You're out of the league. Set your lineup, meaning that you can't make the playoffs. Still set your lineup. Just do it. You don't, you don't have to go out there. I mean, normally you're commit when you playoffs start and everything and as the rounds are going, then you lock those teams. And that's a whole other thing because we're going to need a part three of this. This is what's fun about these conversations because – you're going to go to FantasyAlarm.com and get the free draft guide that's out right now for fantasy football. Howard Bender, the RotoBuzz guys, free draft guide. with First a hell time of a lot ever. Of First, time, First ever. time ever that it's free. Yeah. All you got to do, you make your Fantasy Alarm account, free account, free guide. Very easy, right, Ryan? Even you can figure it out. Yeah, that's why I took a 25% pay cut because the draft guide is free this year. No, not really. Wow, okay. No, but there is an article in there about know your league rules so you don't wind up getting hit like Jack Peterson. <laughs> no, that's very important. It's, again, reading your league rules, also very important as well. We haven't even gotten to that point yet, but we're going to continue talking about rules that we like, rules that we don't. I assure you, Sells and I are still friends, and I hope he has a great vacation. But, hey, this is why this stuff is fun. Because some of you out there are like, no, it's all about voting, where some of you are like, no, the commissioner, it's all how you want to set up your leagues. It's just, as you heard, I'm right and Sells is wrong. And with that, let's go. No, I'm just kidding, Sells. Let's go to the family table here. And I want to bring something up, and I'm so glad, Ryan, that you're back from Italy to hear this. Your Spurs made a stupid trade, okay? Did they get vetoed? I don't. <laughs> it should have gotten vetoed, cells. It should have. This is why commissioners suck. My God, it, no, it, and it wasn't a. It wasn't a ripoff trade to the point because the Hawks gave the Spurs a ton of draft capital for the future. But why can't you build around Dejounte Murray? Why? 
A good all-encompassing guard who's young. What a, any other piece on that team is expendable. You can't build around. Jakob Pertl is a horrible defender. Doesn't do as well on offense as some of the other centers. Keldon Johnson, okay, marginal right now. He's decent. But you can build around DeJounte Murray still. And I don't know why the Spurs had to give up on him so quickly and it just doesn't make any sense to me. And now he's in Atlanta. And from a fantasy standpoint, I'm really scared to draft either Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. Trey Young's going to get more shots as his team. The offense is going to run through him. But Murray is a ball-dominant guard. How is that going to work out? Murray just going to be a strict jump shooter like a Bogdan Bogdanovich or a Kevin Herger? That's not his game. Great. Great backcourt on paper. How it fits, I'm not sure. But from the Spurs side, Ryan, I want to get your take as a Spurs fan. I don't know how the hell they're they're thinking that trading DeJounte Murray will ultimately put them ahead of the game. And I think that Pop may need to go. Well, the problem is they haven't hit on a draft pick in, in a while. And, you know, the, now we're looking at most likely late first-round picks. I mean, Atlanta is a perennial playoff team and now you just gave them another star uh so what are you picking 25th 28th uh you know i know they hit tony parker and managed in the second round but that was 20 years ago now uh they haven't exactly done a great job of drafting as you've seen them you know perennially close to the play in tournament the past couple of years and and not going anywhere so uh you know however many first round picks it was three or four i can't remember uh is Sounds great, but in theory, I mean, what do you hope that one of them turns into the guy you just trade away? And obviously, Gallinari is just nothing at this point. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It just did not make sense for the Spurs because they don't have anybody else. So when it comes to Murray, already a guy who you can maybe, if you're starting to show improvement in a couple of years, bring in a number one guy or another number two guy because ultimately, I think Murray could be that awesome number two option. So. I just don't get it. But again, when we're thinking fantasy down the road, kind of scares me off Murray. Assist should go down. Rebound should stay pretty even. Maybe goes down slightly. Scoring, that should go down as well. So I don't like his prospects unless Trey Young gets hurt, unfortunately. And I don't want to wish anything like that upon these athletes. But when it comes to the fit and the excitement, yeah, on paper, it's great. But this isn't NBA Live. This isn't a video game. Okay, this is real-life NBA, and I just don't see the fit for Atlanta, even though it's good on paper, and especially from San Antonio giving up on him because that that right there to me, totally asinine. So that is what I'm bringing to the family table this week, my opinion on this trade. Let's go to you, Selzy. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go with, A, happy fourth to everybody, since this will be, like, the last time people hear from me before the 4th of July. Um and secondly, don't blow your fingers off, okay? <laughs> when you're lighting fireworks, use the longest lighter possible. Give yourself the longest amount of, uh, you know, cord that you're going to light possible. And for God's sakes, don't let your children light fireworks. Um, out here, I don't know what it is about Lincoln, but I've been, you know, I delivered pizza for several years before I had this full-time gig and on the 4th of July I drive through the neighborhoods and people's kids are running out in the middle of the street lighting a firework and going like, who come on people that don't let your kids light fireworks and third please just keep it to the 4th of July 
people's pets do not like fireworks. I have a dog that shakes so bad we literally have to drug her and put her in a thunder shirt for the entire weekend because she doesn't like the booms. Most dogs don't like fireworks and and booms and so if you don't have a dog let's think about the people that do because they're the most popular pet in the country just keep it to the fourth it's a monday heck if you want to do it sunday because for some reason you don't have you know you can't do it monday okay but just one night okay just save your neighbor's pets please and 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 just just keep it to to one night i I was gonna I was going to piggyback off the fireworks. I don't even understand the point anymore. Like, we haven't advanced in firework technology, like, my entire life. It's the same shit from when I was five years old. Like, can we get a different color, a different something? It's just the same thing every year. Like, how entertained are we by lights in the air still? I'm 45 years old next month. I just don't care anymore. I've seen all the lights in the sky I could care for my entire life. It's just dumb. It's the same thing every year. Give me at least something different if I'm going to ever go see fireworks again. I just don't understand why we do it. It's just stupid. I I need something different. I'm just not entertained by it anymore. And if you go like somewhere and like if you live in a town and you go to where they're shooting them off, have fun waiting three hours to get out of there because, you know, I mean – you're you're gonna be stopped in with all the other lugheads that's you know sitting there drinking their Budweiser, looking at lights in the sky. So I I just uh, I, you know the holiday's fun. I just don't get fireworks. Real quick, what what are y'all grilling for the fourth? I think we're doing some pulled pork and some pulled chicken because I have a friend who doesn't eat red meat, and then you know probably some uh, some other stuff. But I think pulled pork is going to be the the main dish. So I've got some chicken wings, and I've yet to try to grill the chicken wings yet. And I think do you have a do you have a rotisserie? I don't. I'm not. I struggle. I I struggle with chickens with bones in them on the grill. I I don't make sales money. Okay, I don't have the whole rotisserie. (laughs) That was a birthday present. Thank you very much. And (laughs) how how are your Omaha steaks, dude? I have yet to try one yet. That that is what I'm freaking grilling. So I have to work on the fourth, the third. I am grilling those steaks on the third. Instagram at Fenty Sports if you want to see these amazing Omaha steaks. Oh, how am I was jonesing because my wife for my first Father's Day got me Omaha steaks flown in. And they're they're some of the best premium meats on the market and OG meats and sells lives about 40 minutes away from what, the main factory or whatever? Yeah, the main store. Yeah. Walk in and go buy them at. Yes. Cool. Not a factory. I know. Sells has the fancy pizzas on the grill. He's uh, he's turned into himself into quite the grill connoisseur. He's, he's hey, so I lived in an apartment for seven years that didn't let me have a grill, so I had a whole back catalog of recipes and stuff I was waiting to try when I got myself a grill. And you know, taking down nice chunk of money in fantasy baseball last year let me get uh, a very phenomenal, phenomenal grill. Like, oh, that's are you, are you are you gonna get this? Do you, did you get a smoker? I forget. Uh, it does everything, right? My right, Kamada show right. does. It's like an egg. It does everything. It bakes. It smokes. It roasts. It sears. It goes up to seven hundred and fifty degrees. So if I really wanted to cook a pizza in about ninety seconds, I could do that. Uh, <laughs> well, so it's it does, funny. Does a little bit of everything. I'll tell you guys this. I'm actually because ever you know, you all know I'm a griller. 
I am actually going to live the smoking meat life on Saturday. I'm actually, we're going to a friend's house and we're just going to kind of hang there and I'm going to get the whole experience and stuff like that. We're going to let oh, them kind of like, we're going to let them hang in there for a couple hours and then we're going to see what we can do. So I'm going to bring some of those wings over there. So again, I like grilling. I like the just grilling right then and there, the rush while grilling, what I call the first waft halfway through the grill, you lift to go flip and boom, that smell just comes right there. I call that the first waft. It's one of the best parts of grilling. And just with the whole, everything smoking, I don't like just sitting there for three hours, you know, that's my thing with it. So that's why I never know if I'm going to ever get a smoker, but still guys, I hope you all have a great 4th of July, Ryan. I no, hope see, you here's what you, here's what you do with a smoker, Fensty. You set it up in the morning, right? You let it smoke all day. You go get your work stuff done. And then when your work stuff is done, your food is done in the grill and you've had a productive day. That's what happens. Interesting. You might have just sold it to me on that. Very simple sales pitch right there for sales. By the way, speaking of a sales pitch, fantasyalarm.com, free fantasy football draft guide, sleepers, bus, rankings. You get it all. We're getting you ready. If you're going to wait until September to start prepping for your draft a day later, you're making a mistake. Let us help you, whether it's in our Discord, on Twitter, and speaking of Twitter, at the salesman, Matt Sells, even though he'll be on vacation, I'm sure he'll be checking in on Twitter a little bit. Ryan Hallam at Fighting Chance. I'm at Fenty Sports, a family that sticks together, wins together. Part three, fantasy football league rules and format setup coming up here on FantasyAlarm.com.